Welcome to the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast. As pharmacists, we do what matters, how we practice matters, and how we take care of patients matters. Now, here's your host, a conscious pharmacist, author, speaker, patient advocate, and president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, Michelle Sherman. This is Michelle Sherman, president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services and the host of the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast. Today is December 1st, and it is once again World AIDS Day. World AIDS Day 2023's theme is Let Communities Lead. And I'm going to go through um, some issues that we've seen and how communities, uh, our own communities can lead, and specifically how the pharmacist community can lead. But before we start, one of the links I've put in the resources on this is a video I made in 2018. It's called The Pandemic of a Lifetime, We Remember You. Little did I know at the time that I made this video that the pandemic of a lifetime, we'd have another pandemic um, in 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic. But this is a very special video for me. Um, And I hope you get a chance to watch this video the pandemic of a lifetime, we remember you. As you go through this almost four or five minute video, it goes through a list of names, names that are very dear and near to me, names that have propelled me as a pharmacist, as a healthcare provider, and as a human being to do the work that I do for the past 30 years. These are names of people that I personally touched or personally touched me um, through the work and the pharmacies that I've worked with over the years who have lost their lives to HIV. And I encourage all of you to watch the video. The link is the first link in the resources, um, the pandemic of a lifetime. So this World AIDS Day is Let the Communities Lead. So for 2023, the World, the World Health Organization um, released a statement that communities living with and affected by HIV, networks of people from key populations and youth leaders have been and continue to be essential for progress in the HIV response. They provide essential prevention, testing, and treatment support services, build trust, generate innovative solutions, promote health, monitor the implementation of policies and programs, and hold providers accountable. The world can end AIDS with communities leading the way. I truly believe this. If we work in all our communities in a global way, we can end this epidemic. That is why the theme for World AIDS Day this year is Let Communities Lead. And much more than a celebration of the achievements of communities, it's a call to action to enable and support communities in their leadership roles. On World AIDS Day 2023, the World Health Organization celebrates and recognizes the invaluable contributions of communities in leading the response to HIV. So globally, there have been great strides made at ending the epidemic great strides in reaching those 95, 95, 95 goals. Goals where 
95% of the population is aware of their status and 95% of the people living with HIV are, are aware of their status and on treatment and 95% of the population are virally suppressed. This, these are huge strides, but while we have these great advancements, I'm really concerned about us spiraling backwards here in the United States. So as we look at communities leading the way, we need to try to change what's going on in Washington and change what I'm afraid is a spiraling backwards with the GOP attack on global health. The first thing is the PEPFAR program, which was created in 2003 during the George W. Bush administration. The PEPFAR pro program has provided $6.9 billion in funding with a approximately 4.9 billion for bilateral HIV efforts and 2 billion for US contributions to the Global Fund to fight AIDS, TB and malaria. It spans more than 50 countries and has saved more than 25 million lives. It operates largely under permanent authorities of US law that allow for ongoing funding and the continuation of major structures of the program. So with this right-wing obstructionist GOP house that we have in session right now, they wanted to stop funding for PEPFAR and helping fight the HIV pand pandemic globally. And we're jumping on their anti-abortion bandwagon once again, not wanting to fund entities and organizations that provide abortions across this, the world. On October 2nd of this year, State Department spokesman Matthew Miller said, in the short term, PEPFAR will be able to continue providing the life-saving prevention, care, and treatment services in part partnership with PEPFAR's support of countries. Miller told reporters at a regular press briefing. He declined to say how long the current funding would last. However, the fact that Congress did not reauthorize the program sends a message to partners around the world, especially in Africa, that we are backing down from our leadership in ending the HIV AIDS as a public health threat. This is massive. HIV has, has been decimating communities across the globe for decades. We need to work as a global community, as communities that lead to end this epidemic across the world. We, we need not go backwards and limit funding. What happens to an individual in South Africa, in Kenya, in Uganda, in Ukraine, affects all of us all of us sitting here on our high horse in the United States, it matters. Until all of us are safe, none of us are safe. We really have to work in our communities to end this. Um, one of the examples that I read this week is like extraordinary, and that's the example of South Africa, a country of my birth that was decimated by the HIV uh, pandemic. 
South Africa's HIV response has lived up to the words of President Nelson Mandela, impossible is nothing. South Africa, who had the highest incidence of HIV globally just years ago, where millions of people have succumbed to HIV, is within arm's reach of achieving the 95-95-95 standard laid out by the World Health Organization. Currently, for residents over 15 years of age, it's 90, 91, and 94. So 90% of people living with HIV are aware of the status. 91% of people living with HIV who are aware of their status are in treatment. And 94% of people living with HIV on treatment are virally suppressed, yielding better health and eliminating the possibility of passing on the virus. So really achieving those U equals U, undetectable is untransmittable standards. It is extraordinary. So how do, how do we translate these extraordinary works that are being done across the globe, supported by the PEFPAR program, to encourage our legislators not to be so myopic and hateful and fund these programs, not only there, but also here in the United States? PEFPAR matters. PEFPAR saves lives. Funding for HIV services in the United States also matters, also saves lives. We need to stop the myopia of legislators who really don't seem to care if people get sick and die. So back home here in the United States, we are facing another front. The federal funding for HIV services is is really largely under attack by this right-wing GOP house. For, for the fiscal 2024 year, the Senate has allocated funding for, um, you know, the total Ryan White program, $2.57 billion. Ryan White Part F, $73 million. Ryan White Ending the HIV Epidemic Initiative, which is huge, is $165 million. The CDC Ending the HIV Epidemic, $223 million. HRSA ending the HIV in the initiative with community health centers, $157 million. The Minority AIDS Fund, $60 million. And the SAMHSA Minority AIDS Initiative, $119.3 million. So the U.S. Senate has stepped up to the plate, has provided funding. But where's the gridlock? Where's the hate? Where's the... I have no words. It's in the House. What have they done? So with the Senate has allocated $2.57 billion for the total Ryan White program. The House has cut that to $2.33 billion. For Ryan White Part F, where the Senate has allocated $73.5 million, the House has allocated a goose egg, a big fat zero. $165 million allocated by the Senate for the Ryan White ending the HIV the epidemic initiative, again the house, big goose egg, big zero. 223 million allocated to the CDC for ending the HIV epidemic. The house allocated big, another goose egg, zero dollars. And the HRSA ending the HIV initiative, community health centers um, funding the house, again, big zero. 
The Minority AIDS Initiative Fund, where the Senate allocated $60 million, the House has decreased that to $28 million. And the SAMHSA Minority AIDS Initiative, where the Senate allocated $119.3 million, um, the House has another goose egg, a big zero. So from this, you can see the House has decimated like HIV funding, where we can make these strides forward. And hopefully in, in the southern parts of the United States, where we're seeing the greatest incidence of, you know, HIV infections, decreases in, in and non-existent prep use in many of these communities, we can make this change. I feel we're going backwards. Let's get, get gather our communities, let our communities lead to change this course of spiraling backwards, back into the 80s. So how can far the pharmacist community lead to ending the HIV epidemic? I think this is huge. This is where we as pharmacists can truly lead. We can truly lead our communities in ending this HIV epidemic. The first thing is with HIV prevention and and PEP services. The HIV epidemic remains a significant public health challenge in the United States with over 1.2 million people affected. Despite progress, we're still much, there's still much to do, as I've already discussed on today's podcast for World AIDS Day. We have an opportunity to show and come together how we can reach more people utilizing pharmacist healthcare providers Utilizing community pharmacies, there's over 70,000 community pharmacies across the country. Pharmacists, we, my colleagues, are the most trusted healthcare professionals, and we have stepped up to the plate. We stepped up to the plate during the COVID pandemic, where a study that showed that between February of 2020 and September of 2022, that pharmacists provided over 42 million COVID tests and administered over 270 million COVID vaccines. My fellow colleagues, my fellow pharmacists, we did it. We stepped up to the plate. Now we can do it again by stepping up to the plate and leading in our communities to end the HIV epidemic. It's time for the pharmacist community to lead. We're accessible, we're trusted, our patients know us, they like us, they trust us. We're highly trained and we can provide a reduced, decreased stigma environment in our pharmacies and in our communities where people want to come and get HIV prevention services such as PrEP and PEP. And hopefully in the not too distant future, testing for other STIs, gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, the pharmacy time, there was a Pharmacy Times article very timely that just came out um, a couple of days ago on 11.27 that showed that prior authorizations pose a barrier to access for HIV pre-exposure prophylaxis. There's a link to this article in the resources. This is huge. This is a huge thing also. I experience this daily in my work with patients that I see um, trying to access PrEP is the prior authorization gridlock and requirements that are extraordinarily making life difficult and 
impairing access to PrEP and PEP for our patients. In 17 states, pharmacists have some degree of expanded authority to provide PrEP or PEP to their patients at community pharmacies or clinics, and in some cases receive reimbursement for these services. I am privileged and honored to be a pharmacist in California, where our state recognizes pharmacists as healthcare providers and has really been on the forefront of creating HIV prevention services, PrEP services, especially under SB 159, where community pharmacists are able to provide PrEP and PEP to patients that come into our pharmacies. So as we celebrate this World AIDS Day today, December 1st, and this theme of letting communities leave, what are you doing in your community? How is your community leading in ending the HIV epidemic. Please let me know. I'd love to engage in a conversation, engage in a conversation with you and discuss this. Is how are our pharmacy communities leading in ending the HIV epidemic? Thank you for listening. And remember, to all my pharmacist, technician colleagues out there, you are the change. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. We hope you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you miss something, you can listen again or just read the transcript of the show on our website at mishrxconsulting.com forward slash podcasts. If you have a spare minute, don't forget to give us a review or rating on iTunes. Remember to practice on purpose. You're a rock star pharmacist and healthcare provider. And in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. The Conscious Pharmacist podcast is a production of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, your HIV pharmacist and pharmacy experts.